Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. On a serious note, the Minister for Education says children's education will absolutely not be put on hold if there's a spike in cases of COVID-19 over the summer. And she says, I am bringing a memo to Cabinet on Tuesday and basically all our plans are in place and we will be preparing for a full return in late August and early September, Norma Foley said, the Minister for Education. Uh, Parents can be reassured of how safely we will operate services and that same advice will be given, uh, will be from public health and are being put in place. We will continue with the uh, mitigation measures uh, that were required and students and staff are aware that there's hand sanitizer on arrival outside the classroom. There are detergents and wipe downs that are available inside the classroom at second level. All children will still be wearing masks. Of course, we have the added bonus this year that staff will be vaccinated. Our school transport will operate on 50% capacity as a matter of ventilation measures uh, put in place for this. CO2 monitors will be made available to schools that record the CO2 above a level in the school uh, the minister added I'm assuming then they'll be opening windows and stuff like that I hope they don't have to do that in the middle of winter and children sitting there with their coats on anyway meanwhile the leading infectious disease expert has said children age 5 and upwards must be considered for COVID-19 vaccines to protect the country from the risk of virus outbreaks now you notice he said protect the country he didn't say protect the children because indeed it's not really protecting the children because as we've seen from the data it would be remiss of us to suggest for a minute the children in any kind of life-threatening situation or life threatening danger because that's not really the case when it comes to COVID-19 in children. Anyway, as the country further reopens, uh, pubs and restaurants today, uh, Dr. Paddy Mallon warned, I think schools have a potential to be a problem. He said the UCD academic, who is an infectious disease specialist at St. Vincent's Hospital in Dublin, said schools reopening in six weeks have the potential to be a, a problematic, describing them as a ticking time bomb. The issue divides opinion, of course, internationally, largely due to concerns about rare heart inflammation cases and the moral quandary raised by jabbing children for a disease which, for the most part, does not really affect them or seriously affect them at all. And the HSE suggested on Thursday that the mass vaccination of children is necessary for the so-called herd immunity. Earlier last week, however, the United Kingdom ruled out vaccines for over 12s, bar the extremely vulnerable or those living with extremely vulnerable people. But here in Ireland, it has been suggested by a few experts that we should vaccinate them. Now, as you know, NIAC have approved the vaccines uh, for 16 to 18 year olds, and that will start next week. But under the age of 16 is where the problem really starts for parents to make that decision. But the US is ploughing ahead with jabbing children 12 years of age and upwards. By midwinter, it could be offering jabs to under 12s and five and over. Now, today, I want to know if you would support the idea of vaccinating children in order to achieve a herd immunity, because that would be the reason that it would be done. It's not to protect children, because as we know, children are not at risk. I mean, even if you look at the statistics, for example, and of course, our statistics have been skewed because of the uh, hack, of course, on the HSE a while ago. So we don't have really great statistics from the CSO at the moment. But generally speaking, over 65s account for 92% of confirmed deaths in this country. Almost 92% of all confirmed deaths occurred in this age group in the period of 11th of March up to the end of May 2020. The data also shows that the 0 to 44 age cohort, and the majority of those, by the way, would be over the age of 25, uh, there were only 17 deaths. Now, by the way, I don't want to be uh, uh, insensitive to the 17 people involved there, but the majority of those 17 
would have had serious underlying comorbidities or serious underlying conditions. That's zero to 44 age groups, 17 deaths. And that's according to CSO. So to suggest for a minute that it's necessary, and the WHO themselves said there wasn't justification for vaccinating children. And indeed, those, the suggestion has been that those vaccinations that we would use on children should be used in other countries for adults who are short of vaccination uh, because they're the ones who are primarily at risk. But the reason, of course, they want to vaccinate children is to create a herd immunity, I suppose, and you would be vaccinating your children for the good of society and not for the good of your children, so to speak. Uh, and I want to know if you agree with it, because some people do. And a lot of people are saying, well, hold on for a second. You know, children can be a vector. They may not get it themselves, but they can spread it. I remember my mother telling me when I was a child, I was a carrier. That's what she used to always say to me. She said, Nile, you're a carrier. You don't get these things, but you bring them into the house. Well, let me know what you think. The number is 087-188-008. Do you agree with the idea of vaccinating children to create a herd immunity? Because according to some experts, that would get us back to normal or normality in this country. Do you agree with us? Let me know what you think. The number is 087-188-008. Nicola, you're an Ireland's classic kid. How are you doing, Nicola? Hey, Niall. How are you? Good. Now, Nicola, do you agree with vaccinating children? No. No. Not this particular one, I don't. Now, my kids have been vaccinated when they were babies. I don't have a problem with that. Okay, so they got their MMRs and they oh, got they all did, the vaccines. Yeah, I, had, yeah. I had no problem with that, but I don't agree with this one. Okay, and um, what's, what's, are you vaccinated yourself? I had my first dose, but okay. to be honest, I didn't really want to get it. Oh, okay. Um, and why didn't you I, want I, to get it? I just, because I, I was on the fence and my biggest uh, worry was I don't know the long-term effects of this vaccine. Okay. There isn't enough that, that. That was my biggest concern, which I'm sure a lot of other people would have thought the same. And I'm in no way an anti-vaxxer. Like I said, my children were vaccinated when they were babies. It's just with this one, we don't know if there is any long-term effects. Being honest, like we don't. Well, we, we've data from the last six months, I suppose, more so than yeah, anything well, else. Yeah. Well, it's not very much considering all the data that's behind all the vaccines that you would have been given as a child, you know? Yeah, but, I, but I'm assuming those vaccines, when they started out first, the likes of the MMR vaccine or HPV or any other vaccines that we give children, when they started first too, we wouldn't have had a lot of research apart no, from... No, we wouldn't. You know, so we, we, we have to start somewhere, I suppose, don't we? We do, but we've been told all along that children are, are quite... Um, you know, resilient to this. So if they want herd immunity, they're saying they want herd immunity for the good of, of, of everybody else. I'm sorry, my children come first. Mm-hmm. I care about my children. I care if, if there's long-term effects that may affect them in years to come. It may not happen in a year. It may not happen in five, but it could happen in 10 years. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but my children come first. Okay, so and as an adult, you were willing to take the risk and that that's fine. And you, and um, you, but but for your children, you're not willing, you, you believe you're not willing no, to take that risk. I, I, I just, I just, I don't see the reason why they need to get it. If we've been told all along that they're fine, if they get it, you know. Well, I suppose. I, well, according to according to this uh, UCD academic, who's also a specialist in infectious diseases or specialist in infectious worldwide infectious diseases at Vincent's Hospital, he describes children as a ticking time bomb. In other words, believing that they're a vector. For COVID nineteen, not suggesting, by the way, themselves that they're a risk to themselves because they're you, they're clearly not, and we know that. everything. Like my kids come home there with a flu, and you know they come home with you know loads of different things, and they're fine. Like you can't put children in bubble wrap; they have to get a, some sort of immunity to stuff. And like, what happens when when a, when another if another um, pandemic comes along and it's a different type of 
of disease. Are we going to get another vaccine for that as well? Or, well, that, or what's going to happen? Like, Well, I would imagine that would be the case if another disease mm-hmm. comes along that we would hopefully get a vaccine for it, that it wouldn't be a risk yeah. to everybody. I, 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 I know I'm the just, argument I'm is. Scared. I'm just scared. Yeah. I'm, I'm just worried mm-hmm. for them long term. Me, I'm not so much because I've had my children. I'm not having any more. I'm in my 30s. Um, like my biggest worry was, well, could it cause infertility in, 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 in men and women? Well, that, there's no Possibly. suggestion. I don't, there's no I don't suggestion know, of that. So there's no evidence. I, I know there is. There is no suggestion, but I, I don't know that. Like if I go to my doctor and I say, well, can you guarantee that this vaccine isn't going to harm my children in years to come? He's not going to guarantee me that. Well, when you say, you know, of infertility, there's been no suggestion, for example, there has been people, adults, uh, you know, over the age of 20 or whatever, vaccinated between February and now. And I'm assuming people have got pregnant. So there's, there's no suggestion that, you know, the vaccine causes Well, no, I'm not saying that there is, yeah. but it could be a possibility or it could be something respiratory or heart related. I don't know. There could be mm-hmm. a million different things that could be related. And you're just not willing to take that chance at this moment in time? Not with my children. Not yet. No, but if you, I'm, but I'm in a year's time, if you saw data in a year's time that suggested Maybe, it was safe? Yeah, I'd consider it. Yeah. Like, and like I said, I'm not an anti-vaxxer in any way, shape or form. I'm just very sceptical and I'm very much on the fence when it comes to my children because I love my children and I want to As everybody them. does, yeah, I would like to. But think. I don't want to give them something that could potentially harm them in years to come. But like I said, I don't know if it will or it won't. That's my biggest issue. I don't know. So in other words, and you're not convinced You're vaccine. not convinced by the information that's available to you now. You're not convinced that it's safe to give to you. Uh, someone is telling you one thing and then you have another I know, call I know. It's difficult, life. isn't it? It is difficult. When you're really? listening you to lots of information. Yeah, I know, yeah, no, like, I know. I actually don't look at the news anymore. I didn't know about this until, um, you, until it was a Ruther Ashen that rang me mm. and told me that they're considering vaccinating children five and under and I was shocked. Five and above, five and above. Yeah, five and above, sorry. And I just don't look at reading news anymore because it's it's just the same thing day in, day out, and it's so draining to listen to now. And what would you do? Now, they did say, by the way, the HSE had suggested that all children could be vaccinated before Christmas, right? Um, you know, if it it'll be available, in other words, and it does not yeah. that they would force you to do it or anything like that. But what would you do if, if, for example, come after Christmas, January, for the next term, not certainly not for this term, there wouldn't be time to do it. If they said, for example, well, you know, only children who are vaccinated can come to school. Oh God, that yeah, uh, I'm dreading, I'm dreading if that happens. To be honest, I don't want that to happen because mm. it's not fair in the children. It's not fair in the parents to put them in a position where. They would, they will argue it's not fair and yes. yeah, but they but they well, would argue. I mean, and, and I know I know the argument is well, sure. What harm are they doing if everybody who's an adult and vulnerable is vaccinated? Sure, what's the problem then? But they're seeing now that a small amount of people vaccinated can get COVID nineteen as well. So they're I suppose they're trying to create this herd immunity. I don't know. I just I can just leave the children alone. Mm-hmm. Just for now, just 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 leave them alone for now. I'm yeah. sorry. I look. And how, just, how are you, I'm only speaking from my own, my own, my own um, mm. personal experience from being a parent, and I'm sure there's plenty of other parents out there that may or may not agree with me. I don't, I don't, I, I don't mind who agrees with me, and who doesn't. But I just care about my children. It's not my responsibility to care about other people. Well, well, here's a here's a text here I'm going to read out to you, Nicholas. Says um, now, listening to that girl on the air, clearly um, she has reservations about vaccinating her children, which I do understand to some degree. But at the end of the day, we all have a social responsibility. We have a social responsibility to society. Yes, the vaccination may not help children individually, as we do uh, all agree that children are not very much at risk. But other people that children come into contact with can be at risk. And for that reason alone, we all have a social responsibility to vaccinate children. Any parent who doesn't is being irresponsible. 
No, I'm, I'm sorry, but if the mm. elderly and, and everyone else that's vulnerable is vaccinated, then what's the problem? What's the point of having a vaccine if you still have to vaccinate the children if they're going to get infected anyway? Well, I suppose like, what they're arguing now, yeah, what they're arguing now is, is that there are people out there who have been fully vaccinated who are ending up in hospital. Now, now I know that's quite rare. So does that not show you then that maybe the vaccine isn't working? Well, it, it, it's always been suggested the vaccine wouldn't be 100%. I mean, that's always yeah. been suggested. Well, stay there for a second. Let me go to Joe okay. as well. Joe, yeah. you're in Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Joe? I know. How are you? Joe, I understand Nicholas being cautious. And I understand any parent because, you know, the child is the most precious thing in the world to them. That's, that's true, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, but, I mean, would you agree? I, I would uh, totally disagree. Okay, you would disagree with vaccinating children? No, I would disagree with what Nicholas uh, is saying. And okay. I, if I, I, would, I would get my kids vaccinated, no problem at all. Mm-hmm. I watched my daughter go through COVID a few months ago. Okay. And she was so bad, she was hospitalised within 24 hours. She was on a ventilator. Um, she was vomiting blood. Oh, my. Uh, myself and her mother had a discussion, would, would she get better? Mm-hmm. Um, since she's had COVID, she's suffering from uh, what they've termed long COVID. And now she has heart problems. Um, she's not fully recovered from it. Now, I have two younger children that we have had vaccinated. And to clarify, um, because there's going to be people listening, Joe, your your daughter didn't have any underlying condition before that. It was just no, she didn't know. Okay, because no, I know there's going to be people listening and saying, "Oh, maybe she's an underlying." Condition. She came into she came into close contact, and um, it went from there. And within 24 hours of her coming in with that close contact, she was down in the COVID ward in Limerick. Um, and how old? Is, sorry, how old is she again, Joe? She's eighteen. Eighteen. Mm. Now, my younger daughter, she's fifteen. We're we're pushing to get her vaccinated as well. Um, I I I just encourage anyone that has children to get get the vaccination because they don't want to see what we saw and what we went through. And you know what you what happened, Joe? I'm really sorry to what happened to your daughter, and that's that's absolutely awful. But you do appreciate that's an extremely rare situation. Um. Well, I've heard of a second case now locally as well, and the same happened this this young young boy as well. No, but I mean you're just going by the data, Joe, and I'm not I'm not, yeah, well, I'm not discounting what you're saying. By the way, I, I do no, appreciate, it. but going by the data, it's extremely rare. Well, I understand that too, but my my own view of it, from what I witnessed and what we went through, was I would encourage anyone if they mm-hmm. can get the vaccine to take it, give it to their children. Yeah. So, what do you say to parents like Nicola? And, you know, I can understand people being cautious, too, because they hear about some side effects, and there are some side effects. Um, oh, there's, there's side effects from, from actually coming through the um, the COVID of course. virus itself. I mean, yeah. she, my daughter now has heart issues relating to that, and they've termed it long COVID. But, Nicola, listening to what Joe said, does, does that kind of have any bearing on what, the way you're thinking? Um. It does, in a way. Like, I'm, I'm so sorry that happened to your daughter. Like, I can't, I can't imagine, you know, having to go through that with my kids. But like like I said, it, it is a rarity. It does happen, and it's no disrespect to you and what you went through with your daughter. I totally understand that. But I'm still, I still, I'm still on the fence. I just don't know what to do. I, I, I just, I, I don't, I don't want to give it to them quite yet. I, I just... There's a lot of people out there, Joe. Do you like that? I, I, yeah, sorry. Into it? 
Nicholas, you know? sorry, excuse me just a second, Nicholas. Sorry, Joe, there's a lot of people and it would be it would be remiss of us to call everybody an anti-vaxxer who doesn't want to vaccinate their children. Oh, because no, because it's not the case. You know, there are anti-vaxxers out there, of course there are, and they've always been anti-vaxxers. It doesn't matter if you're talking about MMR or HPV or whatever it happens to be, right? And that's fine. If they want to do that, that's their choice, right? But there are people out there who've been fully vaccinated and, and agree with the vaccinations, but they're saying... I don't need to vaccinate my children against a virus that, generally speaking, between the ages of zero and 18 years of age, is they have actually, if you look at the data, Joe, between the age of zero and 19 years of age across Europe and America, they've examined, I think it was 37 million children at one stage, I looked at a, 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 some research from Edinburgh University. They have more chance of dying of influenza than they have of COVID-19 in that age cohort. So they're saying, well, why should I? I would never vaccinate them against other things. Of course, unless they have a comorbidity or unless they have an underlying illness. So why would I want to do this? In other words, you, the argument is you're doing it for the benefit of, of society. And that's where I'm coming from. That's the, yeah. the view I have. Well, um, I, I, did, I did it for the benefit of my other children for what I saw mm-hmm. one of my children go through. And, and they, I get that. They're, they're, it's just so frightening to see this happening in front of your eyes. You know, I, I would encourage it because I've I've lived through it now I've anti-vaxxers I'm not calling anyone anything I'm going off my own experience yeah no I get that and I think I think Joe if we were all in your situation we'd probably all feel the same way too when you know when it touches you yourself then then I suppose you've a better understanding of that yeah just just to see it I mean I I would have been one of these people that said oh it's only a, a a dangerous flu, you know, or, mm-hmm. or a, And by the way, uh, I'm not suggesting that. I'm just talking know, about that age I, cohort. Seen, but when I saw what my daughter went through, my yeah. whole opinion changed on it. Yeah. And I, and I wanted to clarify, by the way, when I said in relation to that cohort, uh, influenza is more dangerous statistically for, yeah, that, yeah. for that cohort. Well, uh, then why wasn't the, the flu jab forced on children then? Well, it, well, see, the, you've got to understand, I suppose, that the argument, Nicola, is, is that from a general point of view, COVID-19 is more dangerous than the flu. Mm-hmm when you're talking about older people. So we're trying to eliminate it, I suppose, as a virus, which is going to be very difficult. And to do that, you have to create a herd immunity. And unfortunately, they believe at the moment that we're not going to create the herd immunity by just vaccinating adults. That's what they're saying. Well, according to some professors. Not everybody agrees with that, by the way. But will it be a case, though, that, well, if you don't vaccinate your children, they can come to school and that's that. Can they do that? Well, there's a lot of things they've done that I didn't believe they could do up to now. Yeah, so, sure. so there's a possibility, yes. Yeah. Joe, well, do you, like, Joe, do you think that should be a possibility? Well, that's now, probably uh, what's going to happen. I mean, it's not going to happen in this term, obviously, because yeah, there wouldn't yeah. be time. But say mm-hmm. for the January term, you know, after the Christmas period, because the HSE have already said that once NIAC approves the vaccine for 5 to 15-year-olds, or 16-year-olds, should say, because I know at the moment it's 16 to, to 18 is the next portal, uh, but they, they're kind of cautious about doing the under-16s. Uh, but if NIAC approves it, and of course, NIAC may not approve it, Joe, because, you know, NIAC might say, well, the risk of the damage of the vaccine could be higher than the risk of COVID-19. So they have to benefit, you know, they have to weigh up the benefits um, that they, yeah, may tu- they may turn around and say, well, you can't go back to school in January unless you have the vaccine. Would you agree with that? That's probably what will happen. And, and my 15 year old, if I can get her vaccinated, then I'm going to do it as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. You know, because again, I'm going off. I'm going off my own personal experience with yeah, my, my other course. daughter, and I don't. I, I couldn't. I couldn't see another one of my children go through that again. It was just terrible, frightening. And what would you say to parents out there? You know, who were 
adamant and there was thousands of them out on the streets there of course uh, on Saturday there was a protest in town uh, and a lot of that was about vaccinating children of course what do you what do you say to ch- parents out there who are adamant well, I am not getting my children vaccinated and well I, I think I think you know again it's their own choice again you know it's their own it's their own it's their own um, what, well, it's their own choice doing it but what I would do I, I would encourage parents to do if they can get it then go for it you know mm-hmm. Get the children vaccinated. After knowing what you went through. What I've seen, what I've gone through, you know, and it's just, again, I wouldn't wish that experience on anybody. Mm. And, and just to reiterate, your daughter, of course, was 18. She wasn't obviously very she's, young. She's 18, yeah. yeah. She's, not, she's not, she wasn't. Yeah. But my, my other daughter, again, she's 15. And if I can get her vaccinated, I will straight away. All right, okay. Listen, Joe, thank you for sharing that with us. And Nicola, thanks very much indeed. Keep keep texting. Uh, the number is 087-188-0008. Joe believes it's for the better of society, I suppose, that and he would get his 15-year-old daughter vaccinated because he wouldn't want to see his 15-year-old getting COVID like his 18-year-old. Um, so I want to know what you think. The number is 087-188-0008. Just to mention as well, uh, Leo Varadkar has now suggested too that, you know, the figures you keep hearing every day, in relation to hospital admissions of COVID-19, well, up to now, uh, the majority of those people, as clarified last week, by the way, the majority of those people who were in hospital being treated, inverted commas, with COVID-19, clearly weren't in hospital with COVID-19, according to, um, uh, I'm trying to remember his name now, it's gone out of my head. Last week it was mentioned on radio anyway, on Morning Ireland, um, uh, that according to the, they were saying that the majority were actually in there for another reason. Tony Canavan, of course, that's who it was. Uh, Tony Canavan mentioned last week that last week that the majority were here for other reasons, uh, but they tested positive for COVID-19. So they might be there for a broken leg or an ankle or something like that, but tested positive for COVID-19, but didn't actually have any symptoms. But uh, Leo Varadkar is now calling on them to, and Neffet, to clarify the figures on a daily basis to basically discount people who are in there for other reasons. That we shouldn't be using statistics saying, oh, well, there's 80 people in hospital. But in fact, out of the 80, 70 of them are actually in there for other reasons. And only 10 are actually in there being treated for COVID-19. That we should be more honest about the figures. Which is good, by the way. I see TD Michael McNamara uh, tweeted about this today, that he had asked the government to do this nearly nine months ago. But they'd refused to do it. But now, thankfully, they're probably going to do that. Which gives us a much more realistic understanding of how many people are actually being treated in hospital for COVID-19. Rather than those who were in hospital and just happened to have COVID-19 which is kind of a stark difference. Anyway, getting back to the vaccine. Will you vaccinate your children? Now, NIAC haven't approved the vaccines yet for five uh, to 16-year-olds or 15-year-olds, but they have for 16 and up, 16 to 18-year-olds, which will start next week. But if the government says, listen, we'd advise you all to vaccinate your children five to 15 years of age, will you be vaccinating your children? Nicholas says no. Joe says absolutely yes, based on his experience. But let me know what you think. The number is 087 Keep texting, keep WhatsApping. Now we all have a social responsibility to do the right thing. It is the right thing to vaccinate your children. After all, if we can create a herd immunity, it stops the older people from dying, even those who've been vaccinated and unlucky enough uh, to be subjected to COVID-19. Somebody else says, for adults to subject children to the associated short and long-term side effects of untried pharmaceuticals in order to protect adults from a virus from which these children are at virtually zero risk is to pervert natural law and redefine the word cowardice. It is our job to protect the children and not the other way around. All right, let me go to Robert. Robert, you're in Ireland's class of kids. How are you doing, Robert? Hey, Niall, how are things? Uh, Robert, I mean, 
I'm, I'm listening to a lot of people who are vaccinated and saying they're cautious about vaccinating their children. And then I'm listening to an expert, you know, on the radio there this morning, suggesting that children are a ticking time bomb. Um, I don't know if they, I think that's a little bit of an exaggeration that they're a ticking time bomb. But uh, do you believe it's important that we vaccinate children? No, not, not at all. Not okay. at all. I don't agree with that at all. Now, are you vaccinated? Um, no. No, I won't be taking it either. Uh, and, I'm, and before you go and say I'm uh, anti-vaxxer or not, I've, my kids have been inoculated when at birth. I've taken vaccinations to go on holidays. But this vaccination has been a year in the produce. It was the fastest med vaccine ever. That's not true. Well, it, it is true because... It's no, it's not true. Okay. No, it's not true. And, and by the way, I know I've, I've said before that I'm pro-vaccination. Um, and, you know, I, I myself would have question marks over vaccinating children in particular circumstances. But in saying that, to, su- to suggest, well, to suggest it was only a year in production is, un- is untrue. The, this vaccination for SARS has been around for years. They only had to tweak it for COVID-19. Okay. Oh, sorry, Niall. So if we're going to refer back to SARS-1, but they tried to make that vaccine for SARS-1 and they put it through the animal trials and all the animals died. But that's, yes, I, I understand at, this, at the initial stages of the vaccine there were problems with it. But that goes for most vaccines, Robert. Are you, are you going to give me a chance to talk? Yeah, but I'm just answering the question because you're, well, what you're doing is you're, you're putting out information out of context. Uh, no, no, you're after asking me a question. I'm after telling you that this was the fastest produced vaccine ever. No, and, it, and I've answered the question and said, no, it wasn't. So which one was the fastest then? This vaccine wasn't the fastest produced vaccine ever. Which, We've had which, numerous which, vaccines, by the way, that were discovered by accident as well. Do which, you want to mention them? So which, like so smallpox. Which, which vaccine was the fastest produced vaccine then if this one wasn't? Well, we didn't actually produce the smallpox vaccine if you really want to go down that route. Well, because I, it came from cowpox. Before COVID-19 vaccine, the fastest produced vaccine before that was the one for Ebola. Okay, that took five years in the make. So if you're going to go refer to SARS-1 and when they were messing around with this, this new vaccine, the, the mRNA, all the animals died during the trials. Have, would you not admit, Robert, that this vaccine was important, that if we didn't get a handle on COVID-19, no, um, a lot of people would have died? Well, a lot of people would have died if, um, if well, look, let's put it this way. If the government had handled it properly from the very start and took the advice from serious scientists all over the world that told them that what they needed to do was tell the community or the, wor- you know, the world that they needed to boost their immunity by vitamin C, D and zinc. Nobody is suggesting that isn't a good thing, by the way. I would absolutely agree with you. We all should be looking after our immune systems. And we all, by the way, should make sure we're taking absolutely. vitamin C. So I used to do it as a child. My mother used to give me halibut orange. I remember it well. We, yeah, seem, to, we seem to have abandoned yeah. that notion. But, but, but in saying that, that in itself wasn't going to be enough to remove well, COVID-19. No, it wasn't. No. It wasn't because what we could have done then for anybody that had underlying health issues that were in a vulnerable state, they could have been prescribed hydroxychloroquine. Oh, okay, Robert, I am not going down this route. If you want to talk about things like that, I'm not going down this route because there's been numerous clinical trials on both sides to suggest that a lot of those um, cures that have been mentioned online either work or don't work. And I'm not in a position today to argue about it. 
Okay, we won't. Okay. Argue, we won't. Talk, we'll just go back to the vaccine then. Okay, okay so you you decided you didn't want to get the vaccine, and that's fine, Robert. I respect your decision not to get the vaccine. And by the way. I, for one, don't believe that you should be discounted or treated as a second-class citizen because of that. Thank I believe you very much. That's great to hear, Niall. Okay, well, and, and I never agreed with any of that. But in saying that, that's your decision, Robert. I got vaccinated. I was quite happy to get vaccinated. And, and that's great. I, yeah. I, I, look, I, I have no problem. If people want to get vaccinated, that's their own choice. Adults have a choice to make, this, you know, to make the decision on their own. Now, people shouldn't be pushed into making a decision because that's against the law. Coercion is against the law to get people to take an experimental vaccine. Okay, in, in, in your mind, experimental. Stay there, Robert. I don't want to cut you off. and I'm not going to cut you off. And I want you to stay there. I want to go to Oisin as well. Oisin, you're an Ireland's classic kid. How are you doing, Oisin? Not too bad. How's you? It's a bit, it's Robert, a bit Robert said he doesn't have faith in the vaccines, clearly. I don't want to go into all the reasons because we'd be here all day, all arguing with each yeah, other, I and I don't want to have a row in the air, okay? I'm yeah, not in the mood. Yeah. It's a Monday. Uh, so, <laughs> so Robert doesn't want to take the vaccine, and that's fine. That's his decision, and doesn't believe it's right to give children what he deems to be an experimental vaccine. I know, I can understand that, right? Like, my, my son is going on 14 next week. My daughter will be 12 two weeks after that. I've had me two jabs. Okay. A virus by its very nature will change and adapt. And you'll always have... All viruses do, yeah. Exactly. It could jump. My whole point here is that um, if the adult population is completely vaccinated, that's all well and good. What's to say that the virus over time can't skip and it could start infecting children? Um, Can I I jump in there, please? Can I jump in there? Yeah. Yeah, because I'd like to point out something. So in the whole history of science, right... A virus has never gotten stronger over over the course of its its life. So the COVID nineteen of last year, that was at its highest peak of strength. So over time, then it starts getting as it mutates, it gets weaker. Right? That's Correct. the science behind it. So now let let me just just finish there, and I let all of you speak because I I can't stay for too long. The reason I won't be giving my kids the vaccine is simple. There's three reporting schemes all over the world reporting the adverse reactions to this vaccine. The, one of them is called Eurovigilance in, in Europe. The other one's called the Yellow Card Scheme in England. And the other one then over in America is called VAERS. Now, according to their data, which is a government-ran uh, reporting scheme, 1.3 million have had adverse reactions to this vaccine and over 40,000 have died from it. Now, they, to clarify, Robert, when we talk about those figures, you have to understand that as vaccines go, this one is being given to a mass population. So we are going to have more adverse reactions than we would to, say, the flu vaccine, which isn't given to everybody on a regular basis, or HPV, which hasn't been given to everybody either, right? Or those other vaccines. So it is being given to the mass population. In relation to people who have died, I have no doubt, absolutely no doubt, that some people have died. As a result, people who may have been older, for example, or maybe had an underlying condition or whatever. I have no doubt that people have died as a result of the vaccine. But many of those deaths that you refer to, it has not been confirmed that they died as a result of the vaccine. Well, they're, they're, they're putting it down. They, the they put them down, of course, on the adverse reactions, absolutely, because they have to. But it has not been confirmed that they died as a result of the vaccine. For example, if I got the vaccine today and I had a heart attack tomorrow, coincidentally, it would be put yeah. down as a possible adverse reaction to the vaccine. That doesn't necessarily mean the vaccine caused me to have a heart attack. Correct. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So- and, and when you're looking at a vaccine that's being given to a mass population, by pure coincidence, people are going to die anyway. So that's... Right. No, and, yeah. you ha- and Robert, you're a logical and intelligent man. You understand that point, don't you? 
Yeah, absolutely. Yes. I look, I, as I said to you, I can't stay long. I only rang up to say that I don't believe that the vaccine should ever have been pushed onto the nation. They should have had free choice. Absolutely. Free. I, I agree people should always have free choice. And I'm not going to disagree with that point that you make, Robert. But getting, sorry, getting back to Ushin, I want to get back to the point I'm talking about children here. Ushin, will you be vaccinating your children? If the, if the chance comes up, right, I will sit down, have a very good, genuine chat with them, right? Um, I've got my two jabs so far, no adverse effects, nothing of, of, you know, nothing of that nature. Um, I think genuinely, like from the bottom of my heart, my daughter has a little touch of asthma, right? Now, yeah. I've got COPD. Yeah. So you're kind of worthy on that aspect. But at the same time, if the chance comes up where they're offered the vaccine, I'll sit down and have a chat with them. And I, I would much prefer um, if they got us, to be quite honest, because going forward, Who's to say this? You know, who's to say this doesn't rear its ugly head again in a year, two years time? You know what I mean? The yellow population vaccinated is all well and good, but we still have a younger generation coming forward. And what about the people that will say to you, "Well, why would you put your children at risk from a vaccine when your children really aren't at risk from COVID nineteen at that age?" Because look, the data clearly shows that children of that age are not at risk from COVID nineteen. So yeah. they're saying, "Well, why would you take a risk?" Um, I think it comes down to, as a parent, you'd like to think, right, okay, going forward, if it does wear its ugly head again, or it changes, I'd like you to be protected. Again, like the flu vaccine, MMR, all that kind of stuff, you mm-hmm. know? Um, just just to be So honest, just in case. Like, just in case, just in case. Now, I'm not a naysayer by any means. I'm not going to say, kind of five years down the line, you know, we're all going to be dead. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it's nothing to do with that. I just think going forward, it's such... You know, mankind, like, you, you go back to the Spanish flu, it killed 50 million people. Yeah, but I, I understand that. But different times, we didn't have the sanitation no, in those correct, days. Correct. And, we did, and we didn't have the medical yeah. interventions that we had in those, it, now. You, so I think it's unfair. And people compare COVID-19 to Spanish flu. By the way, no, it's, by the way it's somewhere close to it, mortality-wise. No, it, 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 but, isn't, it isn't. But in saying fair, that, it's an unfair comparison. No, in, no, in fairness, genuinely it is, because the advent of antibiotics pretty much kind of calm that down considerably, you Which know. medical intervention generally. Exactly. And yeah. this is, in fairness, this is exactly what we have now. Yeah. This is medical intervention in, in its highest form. I mean, look, know? if we didn't have hospitals and we didn't have medical intervention and we didn't have maybe, you know, forms of tracking, tracing or whatever it is to protect people, I would hate to think what would happen if we had a virus in, in mankind, you know, because, I mean... We would be back to the days of the Spanish flu, for example, where, you know, people just just ignored it, I suppose, and people well, died. They did. Well, unfortunately, just get on with your life. Yeah. And, you know, next of all, kind of, you know, people are dead here, people are dead there, and you kind of say to yourself, God, I hope I don't get it. Yeah. You know, you know yeah. that kind I mean, of do you, do you believe that we should get to a point? Well, actually, do me a favour, Roshi, and stay there because I have to take a break. So I'll no, ask the question after the break, all right? Uh, the number's 087-188-008. said he would happily vaccinate his two kids in a heartbeat if he need be, if needs be. All right, keep texting, keep WhatsApping. The number's 087-188-008. Some of your WhatsApp messages, by the way, coming in as well. Let me just play one or two of them. Hi, Niall. Um, Christina Hayes here. I just wanted to say that I've been listening to um, that man talking there about the... Um, vaccine and his own experience with his own kids I would 100% get my kids vaccinated if that's the medical advice at the time I think you know it's it's one thing to say oh well that's the exception but do you really want your child to be that exception and when my own son was 11 months old I nearly lost him to the chicken pox like he nearly died from the chicken pox and yes that is rare and before that experience I wouldn't have dreamed of having a child vaccinated against the chickenpox. 
But when I saw what I saw, I would 100% say to everyone, you need to get your kids the chickenpox vaccine. Um, you know, I think we need to listen to the medical experts here. Everyone has their own um, decision to make. But I think if you can protect your kids, why wouldn't you? I was only talking about the chicken pox, actually, to somebody about that. Yes, I think, or this morning, actually, or yesterday, that there are kids that die from the chicken pox. I mean, you can die from chicken pox. Now, in saying that, we have never, as a society, suggested that all children should be vaccinated against the chicken pox. Because, as you know, they used to have chicken pox parties years ago. If your mother knew somebody with the chicken pox, she would literally rub you off them to try and get chicken pox because we always believed it was better to build up your own immunity to chicken pox rather than getting the vaccine. And now somebody else in text says, is there a vaccine available for chicken pox? There is, but you'd pay for it, by the way. You can go to your doctor and they do. There is a vaccine for chicken pox. But people have generally believed and doctors have generally believed you're better off getting chicken pox than getting the vaccine. Because realistically, and I'm sorry to say that yours is an anecdotal story because it is, and I'm sorry you had to go through that with your child with chickenpox. Remember, my kids got it, it was really bad. One of my daughter got it really bad in her mouth uh, and it affected her ability to eat and breathe and everything. It was terrible. Uh, but in saying that, at most 99.9999% of children recover from chickenpox fairly fine. Um, and that's the point that we have never suggested that we need a herd immunity through vaccines from chickenpox. So it is a kind of similar argument, I suppose. To be honest with you, this particular virus is less of a risk than chickenpox to children. And um, when he talks about children. Now, again, we're not talking about adults. I'm referring to children. Uh, let me go to Peter. Peter, you're in Ireland's classic kids. How are you doing, Peter? How are things going? Uh, Peter, I mean, will you be vaccinating your children if indeed the vaccines are made available uh, to children by NIAC? And the suggestion is by the government that we should uh, for the benefit of mankind and society. Not a hope, Noel. Um, I, as you know, I had COVID three months ago, and I was around my children at the time. They were tested two days after I got COVID, and they were tested ten days after that as well, and they never picked it up. I think this is just another way of the government and everybody else trying to get everyone vaccinated. But, I mean, you I had think- COVID yourself, so then surely by saying that, I mean, and I know you had it pretty bad, by the way. You were pretty run down yeah. by it, yeah. So, I mean, you wouldn't like to see children go through that. Unlikely that they would go through it, by the way. But I suppose the argument that the government are making is that children can be carriers, you know? Yeah, but with the amount of people that's vaccinated now, especially the the vulnerable and the old, like, why, why, why do the children have to take it? I have a feeling, and don't call me a prophet, but I guarantee you by the time schools start, they're going to try and make some mandatory vaccination for kids again before they go back to school. But that won't and happen that won't happen before August because they wouldn't have the time to do that, but maybe before the next term. Yeah. But like the kids are the are the And what are you what are you gonna do then, Peter? So if they turn around and they say, Well look, we've thought about this, we're, we're you know, you can't or maybe kids will be segregated into classes of vaccinated, unvaccinated, always a possibility I'd rule out nothing at this stage. If they said, Look, your kids have to be vaccinated to come back to school in January, what would you do? Not a hope. Every kid has a right to education. And there's not a hope that I would get me kids vaccinated just because of that. Like, your kids have to build up immune systems for all this. Mm. So you won't be you getting the vaccinated I mean? either way? No, no way. They they can fight these things. Like, So I, okay. don't, I honestly don't know what, what, what's okay. going to happen, but... All right, listen, Peter, thanks for that. Okay, Peter will be getting his kids vaccinated. A lot of people texting in, some saying they would, some saying they wouldn't. 
Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits.